You're listening to Wild and Well, a podcast where we talk to people who use data and insights to navigate the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Kate Wilson. Julie Levine is the Director of Market and Consumer Insights at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN is an online nutrition school headquartered in New York City. IIN offers holistic nutrition education and business training that prepares students to start their own health coaching practices, work in a corporate setting, or for their own personal transformation. Julie has been interested in food and nutrition her whole life. She loved eating and cooking food for her family growing up, but it was in college where she became much more health conscious about the kinds of food she ate. I've always been interested in food, and, but mostly eating it and cooking it. And I was always interested in the idea of food science. I didn't know it then, but even from a young age, I was fascinated by things like how you can whip egg whites to incorporate air and make things rise or you know how certain ingredients served a particular function. So I was always aware of that. And I cooked a lot for my family when I was younger. I was known for eating everything that I wanted to, large quantities of food, even for a very small frame. And I would come home from school. My favorite snack used to be a can of Chef Boyardee cheese ravioli after school or a few scoops of Baskin Robbins Jamocha almond fudge ice cream. Those were my favorite snacks. But I didn't actually become health conscious until I was in college because that's when my metabolism changed. It's when I started to gain weight. You know, the freshman 15 was real. I wasn't comfortable with the extra weight that I put on. There was actually a pivotal moment that I remember when I was in college and I remember reading A Diet for a Small Planet, which was really popular back then by Francis Moore LaPay. It was a best-selling book at the time and it taught people the social and personal significance of a whole new way of eating. So in this book, it was all about vegetarian recipes and beans and rice and complementary proteins. And again, it it hooked in the, the nutrition and the food science part of it. I just really got into it. So that was my uh, my my new love. You know, I started to change the you know, my eating habits. I stopped eating beef and I knew I needed to take control of my diet and my lifestyle. So that's when it all started. I also decided that I wanted to study nutrition science because I was an undeclared major at the time. And I became so interested in food and nutrition that I declared it as my major. So I ended up getting my degree in nutrition science from Cornell. And I knew I wanted to work in the area of health and consumerism and product information, but not necessarily as a clinical dietitian, which is what most people in my program ended up pursuing. And I knew that wasn't for me. So I happened to fall into market research, which if you, if you speak to people in the market research industry these days, that, that's what they'll tell you, that they didn't really study market research in college. They kind of fell into it. So consumer insights and market research became my, my second love. And I focused my research on health and wellness throughout my career ever since. Julie worked at Consumer Reports doing market research. Consumer Reports has an awesome mission. They provide unbiased product testing so consumers can make informed decisions about the products they purchase. 
I started working at Consumer Reports, which combined my interest in products and brands. And there was the the mission to help consumers. That was really important to me. And I did market research on lots and lots of different product categories, everything that they tested and rated for their online ratings. I did research on everything from electronics and appliances to personal care items and even food. But what I really shined in and what I loved to work on was that foods coverage. And we would have to buy lots and lots of different samples of products. We would do testing on chocolate bars, for example, or we had a, a wine program that was very rigorous at the time. But other other products like frozen meals or pancake mixes, and I worked very closely with their sensory testing department. The trained sensory panel would evaluate the foods. I started as an analyst, and eventually I was promoted to be the manager of the department and became associate director of market intelligence there. In 2015, Julie actually got her health coach certificate from Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Little did she know she would end up landing a job as the head of Consumer Insights there several years later. So I was thinking about my next move because I had been at Consumer Reports for a while and it was always gnawing at the the back of my mind that I wanted to do something related to health and possibly nutrition. And now I really like the idea of coaching people. Happened to come across information about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and they had a health coach training program. And I could do it on my own time, and it was online. And I thought, you know, that's something really interesting because it combines nutrition and health and coaching people. And why don't I give it a try? So I took the program, and I actually had my own coaching practice for a short time before I went back into the corporate research world. An opportunity came up for Julie to continue to follow her passion for food. So she started working at Cuisinart that makes appliances like mixers, coffee makers, and food processors. At Consumer Reports, I had all this experience, you know, doing research on consumer goods and kitchen appliances. And so there was an opportunity at Cuisinart, which is a wonderful brand. And I became the head of Consumer Insights for their electrics division. While I was at Cuisinart, I focused on understanding consumer behavior as it relates to cooking and healthy lifestyles, which was right up my alley. So at Cuisinart, I worked closely with the product development team. I was part of the marketing group, but we worked with product development and the research that I did focused on analyzing the syndicated sales data. Uh, We looked at consumer trends and then there was product testing. So one of my favorite aspects about my role was working with a small community of product testers and probing for their feedback. And I really loved working with these panelists who would take home these appliances, use them for a while, and then we would ask their opinions and do a survey. And I actually got to know the panelists pretty well, so it was a lot of fun. Some of Julie's favorite research at Cuisinart was on a kitchen appliance that everyone seems to be talking about these days, and that's the air fryer. 
One of the things I worked on that was really exciting was uh, we, we did research on air fryers. And of course, pretty much everyone knows what an air fryer is these days. But a few years ago, you know, Cuisinart was one of the leading brands that helped establish the category. And nobody really knew what it was or how to position it. So we did a lot of research that showed that air fryers were associated with healthy cooking. That was one of the key benefits that people could air fry food without all the the fat of deep frying. And, you know, it might seem obvious now, but back when the category was new, we didn't really know that that was the benefit. So that's the message that we emphasized in our marketing. So that was really valuable research that we did. While Julia was at Cuisinart, she happened to see the job posting for IIN, which was the perfect fit for her. You know, I happened to come across a job listing that immediately caught my attention, especially because I was an IIN graduate myself back from 2015. So I saw there was an opportunity for this new role, Director of Consumer and Market Insights at IIN. And I thought, wow, what a what a perfect combination. And I wanted to do something a little bit more meaningful with respect to health and wellness. I I thought it was a a great opportunity because it combined my my own personal interest in health and wellness with my extensive market research background. Plus, I had that added dose of coaching experience. So it was like a trifecta effect. It It was a great opportunity for me. What's really exciting about my being at IIN as the director of Market and Consumer Insights is it's a completely new role. Well, they've always done a lot of research. They, they do tons of surveys and secondary research and analysis, but it wasn't centralized. There was no market research division. So they created this role and it's a very exciting time to centralize this function and provide the support that they need. The health coaching industry is expected to see a lot of growth in the next several years, but what exactly does a health coach do? A health coach is a supportive mentor who helps clients reach their wellness goals and helps them feel their best through one-on-one meetings and encouragement around finding foods and lifestyle practices that work best for them. And they provide guidance and accountability, everything from exercise and nutrition to relationships, career, spirituality. It's a holistic approach to the optimal health they can achieve. A lot of celebrities have gotten a health coach certificate from IIN. The certificate gives people an opportunity to pivot or grow their careers in the wellness space. My favorite example of this is Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown created a successful cosmetics company that was acquired by Estee Lauder. She stayed on with the company for more than 20 years and helped grow Bobby Brown Cosmetics into a billion dollar brand. When she realized she didn't have the autonomy to make decisions about the brand she created, she decided to leave the company and reinvent her career. She got her health coach certificate from IIN and created a wellness startup called Beauty Evolution, where she focuses on beauty from the inside out. Instead of focusing on what people put on their faces, now she focuses on the foods people put in their bodies. She created a vitamin and supplements line to help customers live a healthy lifestyle. The health coach certificate from IIN helped her pivot into the health and wellness space. 
Switching gears to focus on research, it's an exciting time at IIN right now because everyone has a lot of research questions. Julie's excited to tackle all of the questions everyone has, but it can be a bit challenging because she's a one-person team at the moment. Well, since this is a new role, there are so many questions, and I'm actually a one-person department, so... Uh, I'm doing everything on my own, and it's a matter now of understanding everyone's needs in the organization and then prioritizing those needs and figuring out what I can accomplish in the coming year. There's no shortage of research projects to work on. While Julie's role can be challenging, being able to help grow the health coach industry through her research has been really fulfilling for her. Well, it feels so good to be able to contribute to the growth of the health coach industry. This is really an exciting time for health coaching. I'm not sure if it's mainstream yet, but it's on its way. I think the term is more and more recognizable, and there's definitely more opportunities in the corporate environment, as well as private practice to expand on health coaching, not only in the United States, but throughout the world. Right now, Julie's main focus is on creating an online community of IIN graduates, current IIN students, and people generally interested in health and wellness that will participate in future research. So one of the most exciting areas I'm working on is with a new community of people who are both familiar with health coaching and include students and graduates, but also people who are just interested in in health and healthy lifestyles. So we are working with this community to probe on research around our content and our format and what we're offering. So it's a whole new tool for us, and it's great talking directly to consumers. One of the things that we look at is motivation or intent, why people are enrolling in a health coach training program. And there's really a lot of different reasons. And we're trying to understand, you know, people who go into health coach training just for personal transformation versus those who go in wanting to have their own business and set up their own clients. We're trying to understand all the different perspectives that people have when they take in the health coach training program and addressing needs of those people. There's no doubt about it that IEN makes a big impact on people's health and wellness, not only physically, but in so many other dimensions of wellness as well. IIN is all about empowering, inspiring, and motivating people to create the life they've always dreamed of. Uh, As I said earlier, it's a holistic approach to all aspects of life. It's not just the food we eat. It's interesting because our name is Institute for Integrative Nutrition, but it's really, it goes way beyond nutrition. We look at spirituality, we look at emotional health and stress, which is especially blooming in this time of COVID. We look at even business and financial aspects. We, we want to make sure that people are balanced in all areas of their life so that we can lead a more successful, healthier life overall. The future of IIN is exciting. They're going international and making sure that people around the world can participate in their health coach certificate program. 
Yeah, so we're really excited about expanding our health coach training program. We're revising and updating our offerings, and we're looking internationally. That's a big focus for us. We're the only health coach training program that offers a Spanish program, and we're really excited about that. And we're doing some research on our international audience, so more to come on that. One last piece of advice Julie wanted to give to those starting out in their career is the value of working at different types of organizations. One thing that I would like to say about the trajectory of my career is that it's been really valuable for me to have different roles in different types of organizations. You know, I've I've been on the client side, I've been on the vendor side, I've worked for a nonprofit and I've worked for a major, you know, brand, Cuisinart, and now I'm I'm in education in health and wellness and I just feel that I've learned so much along the way and I would encourage people to gain as much experience in different roles as possible cuz that's been really valuable for me. It's time for the wildcard segment. We are going to get to know Julie a little bit better. I'll ask her 10 rapid fire questions and she will answer with the first thing that comes to mind. The first question is, what is the last book you read and loved? So I have to admit that I haven't been really reading so much. I I find it really hard to focus these days, but I do listen to books, especially on my five-mile walks. So the one that I'm listening to now, and it's taking a while because it's 14 hours, is Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. And it's an in-depth look at the caste system, even though we may not recognize it as caste in the United States, but it really is, and it goes into the history and current day examples. And it's really a fascinating look at not only America and how we have been ingrained in this caste system, but also around the world. So I highly recommend it. When you're at a party, where can someone find you? (laughs) What's a party? (laughs) I I, I can't remember what they are, but... But when I did used to go to parties, I would be talking one on one. (laughs) I wouldn't be in the middle of a crowd. Uh, I'd be having a conversation with one person, either that I know or I don't know. But I'm I'm better in small groups than large groups. You really are my twin. I gave that exact (laughs) answer as well. (laughs) What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, that's a good one. First of all, don't worry so much. You're doing okay. (laughs) Secondly, this is related to what I said earlier. Don't stay in one place too long. Don't get too comfortable. Get outside of your comfort zone because that's how you can grow. I love it. Okay. What makes you feel at peace? What makes me feel at peace is being confident in myself having faith that I'm doing the best that I can 
And also knowing that I'm taking care of myself and living a healthy life. My most peaceful moments are after I exercise, which I try to do every day. And on the days that I don't do it, I try not to beat myself up. That's good. When was a moment you felt like you had failed? So the moment when I thought I failed has to do with parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> parenting is tough. I have two boys. They're very, very different boys. One is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been really challenging. And the, the other one is a very socially motivated, outgoing, successful guy. So it's been really interesting raising these two boys. And I've learned so much from both of them. And both have been so successful in their own ways. And I'm really proud, but it hasn't always been easy. Oh, thanks for sharing that. What makes you laugh the most? Oh, what makes me laugh the most is when I'm with old friends. I I have a lot of friends who know me really well from my childhood. And I think that's, that's the best relationships. And we can laugh about things like my coming home from school and eating Chef Boyardee ravioli. <laughs> that's amazing. What is the last show you watched and loved? So I've been watching a a lot of shows on Netflix, as I know a lot of people are. I actually just finished watching My Octopus Teacher. I watched that recently, too. Oh, that's so funny. So I started to watch it, and I was really, really tired, and I ended up you know, going to sleep and turning turning it off. And then I thought, oh, I don't know, this might be a little too slow. But I turned it on the next night and I was so fascinated and engrossed in it. I loved it. It was beautiful and emotional and intense. I recommend it. Very beautiful scenery under the water and a good story, but also a little weird, but. (laughs) A little weird when the octopus clings to his chest and they have this emotional connection, but it's real. It's real. Very fascinating. (laughs) All right. I already know the answer to this one. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? So I am definitely an introvert, although I have to say when I take the the Myers-Briggs test, I'm somewhere in the middle. And Uh at at work, I have to say I'm more of an extrovert because I do love to collaborate and talk to people and, you know, understand uh, all the needs of various departments and be a liaison and all that. But I think at my heart, at my core, I'm an introvert. I need alone time when I'm with a lot of people. After a while, it drains me and I re-energize when I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite thing to do for your health? Oh, what I really love to do is swim. And I think that's even more on my mind now because during the pandemic, my, my pool 
at my health club has been closed. And I live in the Northeast, so it's cold most of the year. I can't swim outside. But swimming, it's it's one of those things that it's really hard to motivate myself to do. But once I'm in the water, and especially once I'm out of the water, it feels so good. What is at the top of your bucket list? Oh, definitely to travel. I haven't really traveled abroad very much. And it's something that I definitely want to do when the pandemic is over. All right. That is all I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to the amazing Julie Levine at Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Have a great week and remember to be wild and well. 